0: you survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Black Man with a Gun Show. This is episode 344, Warm and Fuzzy. This week, Doc David interviews Gail Pepin and Ashley Gibbons while attending the MAG 120 class somewhere in Indiana. I got a hunter tip for the hunters and a shout out. From DCCoversense.com. Also, Barbara Baird of Women'sOutdoorNews.com talks about hand me downs. This episode is going to be comfortable, reassuring, friendly, and affectionate. Because friends like you are the bacon bits in the salad bowl of life.
1: Pay attention to me, boy. I'm not just talking to hear my head roar.
0: This show is just for the cool people in the gun community. My name is Ken Blanchard, and I talk about and to newsmakers, producers, and things that matter to you life, freedom, and gun rights. I know what you're going through. I'm your friend and brother from another mother, known around the world as the Black Man with a Gun, and this is what cool sounds like. Welcome to the Black Man with a Gun Show. Please join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. (laughs)
2: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God,
0: indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, what a week, what a week. How are you today? hanging in there? You survived the government shutdown? Man, that was nuts, wasn't it? It was cool for a couple of days, but after two weeks, uh, folks are starting to get a little crazy. Yeah, they were. You know, the leaves are changing and uh, here in the mid-Atlantic part of North America, and it is straight-up beautiful. You can hear the crickets almost all day going for it. The Blue Jays, my favorite, are screaming. Congrats to Mary and John, whom I had the privilege of officiating at their wedding last Saturday. It's been a heck of a week, hasn't it? This week, got uh, a friend I've only met on Facebook. He went to a MAG 120 class and interviewed the president and owner, or general manager, of a range out in Indiana. Yeah, he did. Thank you so much there, Dr. Dave. And thank you. I look forward to this part of the week. I get a chance to talk to 80,000 of my closest friends. Hey Brian, Leroy, Talon, Gene, Michael, Alan, Tat, Greg, Rob, Chris, Malcolm, Scott, Robert, Tony, Lou, Vince, Sherry, Maya, Sarah, Barbara, Reese, Steve, Ray, Ken, Varnell, Eric, Todd, Derek, Marty, Miguel, Gail, Moss, Liston, Doc, Chuck, Carl, Andy, Julius, Jeremy, Jennifer, Reggie, Patrick, William, Keith, Amir, Rudy, Frank, David, Pam, Larry, and Phil, and you. Yeah. Thank you. This show, I'm not trying to show you how much I know. This show actually not about me at all. It's just a podcast for the like-minded, fun-loving people that care about their freedom, America, their communities, family, and each other. I'm your friend and brother from another mother, known around the world as the black man with a gun. This week, we're going to get some hunting tips from our friend Herschel of DCCoverScent.com. Also, a shout-out to Jim Heffelfinger, Author of the Deer of the Southwest. You can find out about that at deernet.com. Thank you, Jim, for that um that post, man. You sent a, a really good note. And I started gunrightsmaryland.com this week. And all I want to do with that site is just for right now, just gather um names and numbers. I know the NRA has the numbers already because they, they keep all their stuff close. Um there's a couple of gun rights groups. In Maryland, they probably have some names and numbers too. I want a whole nother list so I can show our political leadership, no matter which party, that we have a voice and a vote in this state and that we support the officials that support the Second Amendment. I want to try it a different route and get some people that maybe you're on the other list. I want you on this one too. Other groups have their missions and goals. This is a grassroots effort. I'm trying to help all Marylanders who support. And don't support the Second Amendment to get together. And I'm trying to speak with thousands of organized votes at election time. Gunrightsmaryland.com If you live in the state of Maryland, please go there and sign up. That's all I'm asking for right now. If you have money to donate, that's cool too. But really, just looking for the, the data. Trying to build a list. If you could. Thanks. All right, what we got first? First, let's go to Herschel. It's hunting season, and Herschel has got a tip. So we're going back to the woods of Alabama. Brother Herschel from D.C. Cover Scent, as Deep Creek Cover Scent. Welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Man, how about a hunter tip for this week?
1: Um, My hunter tip for this week, as we get ready to go, most people... Even is either opening or just open. One of my biggest safety tips would be if you if you leave if you leave the ground, be attached to the tree, <laughs> be attached to it at all times as you on your way up that tree and as you're on that way down that tree. There are a ton of companies that make hunter best uh, protection rigs for you out here. There are a ton of them. Please make sure you just stay tied to the tree as you go up and down it, uh, walk safely, you know, pick your feet up, put your feet down, watch where you're walking, but definitely just be, be safe on those trees. Cause a lot of people fall out of the trees every year so much so that here in Alabama, they have just categorized it as a separate class of report industries. Um, uh, when, when, when the game warden is called out to, to investigate a report of, of a hunter being injured, a lot of hunters get injured just trying to climb a tree, and they were trying to um, climb off of a tree. So please, just stay just stay tied to the tree, you know, up up, up the tree and down the tree. Wow. whole
0: whole section by itself, just falling out of trees.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, we have a whole class, because I took my sons, they had to do a 150 class here. And the game warden was, was, was uh, telling us that a lot of the reports of hunters who have been injured just shot up so much that they had to create a whole class just for the infinite reports of hunters falling off a tree. I've had one of my relatives, it it happened to him. You know, you can lose if you have a two-piece climber and as you're climbing up, as you're trying to ascend up this tree, if your bottom part of your climber is not attached to your top part, if the bottom part falls off, you're going to fall out. And it has happened. Uh, It has happened to me. I've climbed up a tree and I've climbed... For quite a few years, and I, you know, but I keep my bottom part of my climber attached to the top part, uh, by a cord, and it fell off. And I was just dangling. You have to try to reach down with your foot or your hand, uh, and bring it back up and attach it to a tree. So it gets kind of hairy being, and we get up off the ground, sometimes anywhere from 15 to 20, 25 feet off the ground. So if you fall, you're going to hurt yourself. Um, really, somebody's going to come pick you up. Someone will come pick you up because you will not be able to hit that ground and walk and shake that off. A lot of people do lose their lives every year. A lot of people get maimed very badly uh not being, not taking tree safety and just taking personal safety and putting it in at the very forefront of their mind. Some people just be so excited to get out to the woods that just really good common sense kind of flies out the window. They leave it in the truck and it needs to be brought with you in and out of the woods. Everything from... Like I said, staying safe to the tree stand and being safe walking in and out of the woods. You have to be very, very careful because you can't hurt yourself out there. So that would be my one tip it's to please, if you climb a tree, your family would appreciate it to be able to see you in the evening the same way they saw you in the morning when you left the house or if you went to camp. When you get back, they would appreciate you seeing you holding in one piece and not have to visit you at the nearest hospital. So just stay attached to a tree going up. Coming down, make sure you check your equipment before you put it on the tree. Make sure it's good, and no, no tears, no rips. Um, yeah, like I said, there are too many, too many hunter products on the market that make hunter systems for you not to invest in one. So before you pick a good rifle or your best bow, or brand new arrows or shafts or hats or prayer. Make sure you spend good time researching your your safety vest uh, for yourself to make sure that you find the right one that's fitted for your weight, your height, your class, um, and that is approved uh, for you to be able to use. And just um, stay
0: safe out there in the woods. And what's your website again, man? One more time. Uh, it's www.dccoverscent.com. Thanks, Herschel.
1: Thank you so very much.
0: All right. I'm going to try to do a little bit of hunting stuff the next couple of weeks or at least until you bag your first one. Gotta love the hunters, man. You guys holding it down for family and tradition for years and nobody gives you your props. Well, you're gonna get them here. Crossbreedholsters.com Often imitated, never duplicated, handcrafted in the USA. Home of the lifetime warranty and a try-it-free guarantee. Crossbreed Holsters. And please, please, please support Crossbreed Holsters because they've been supporting this brother for going on three or four years now. You know, this is like a really nice nip in the air. It's kind of cool, kind of a good time for some soup. So let me go upstairs and make you some Mulligan soup. How about that? all right let's see let's mix some mulligan stew who in the heck is mulligan anyway i thought we used to call this stuff hobo stew yeah let's see i need me some celery some carrots give me a little small little vidalia onion got some butter Frontier, oh, we got him. Oh, yeah, we got that. Do I have a um... oh, yeah, we got some old rotisserie chicken in here? That's going in there. I ah, got some bacon, my son didn't eat all of it from yesterday. Spices, I got uh. Um, yep yeah, we got oregano we got basil we got some and yeah, what else we got in here sea salt hey, let's try that pepper salt yep yeah, we got that ah we got some rice we're gonna throw that in there what else we need I need some ah we got any potatoes down this big boy ah here we go that's what I'm talking about Throw that in there and let's see. I think we good. Yeah. Put all this stuff together. Because everybody is not feeling too good. until until, uh, we'll come back in a minute and uh, we'll see how it goes. All right, well, I'm up there making you some stew. Let's go to Barbara.
3: Hey, black man with a gun. Mothers and daughters often swap clothes, share clothes, shoes, purses. But what about mothers and sons, women and husbands, women in their... Fathers in law. Thanks to the men in my life and their cast offs, I have received some items that I would really miss if I didn't have them any longer. My husband wore a gold plaid CPO jacket in high school. Now that's dating him, isn't it? I love those colors and it's so warm, it's made of wool. My father in law also had a collection of CPO jackets. He was a cattle rancher in the Ozarks, a son of the Depression, a World War II navigator, a collector of great wool apparel, obviously. And I love that after he passed and I was going through his closet, I found his boots, you know, his old combat boots and his cowboy boots and his work boots complete with an appropriate sock tucked into each boot. Now he left me a gray and blue CPO jacket from the 1970s. And when I wear that, I think of him and I feel close to him. Now, from our eldest son's days as a sophomore in high school, I found an old green barn coat, and of course I like to wear that. This was from the days when he parted his hair down the middle and he played goalie. I don't really think of myself as a soccer mom, and I don't know if goalie's parents think of themselves as soccer parents at all, because if your kid's a dang goalie, The whole game hinges on whether he catches the ball or lets it by his two legs. It doesn't matter if the defense was standing on the sideline, picking their noses or pulling up their socks. What matters is that the guys from the opposing team ran that ball down the field and got it past your kid, and that's your kid's fault. It was great character building for him, but ant acid time for me. And now I pop that kid's old jacket on when I head outside to take out the trash or other chores and I... Sometimes think about what he looked like when he went off to school wearing that jacket. And and that was about 15 years ago. But my absolute favorite hand-me-down from the guys in my life is a 1987 Toyota truck. Formerly my husband's work truck when he drove 45 miles to a laboratory across the desert at Edwards Air Force Base and 45 miles back every day. And then became our son's college truck complete with original paint on the cab and that stuff that you paint uh, bed with everywhere else because our baby boy and his dad decided it would be a great cover-up and prevent rust, which it does. I love the tough wheels and the four-wheel drive. I don't really like that I have to put down two dang chunks of wood by the tires when I park it because the cable to the emergency brake snapped sometime. But, you know, this is my in-the-woods truck, my haul-the-dog-to-the-vet truck and my haul-the-deer to the Processing Place truck. And I'm sure I'll come up with more uses for it, just in time. What about you? Do you have something handed down to you that makes your life better in some way and belong to someone else and that makes it even more special? We're all about making life better over at womensoutdoornews.com, too. Whether it's shooting or hunting or fishing or just getting outside on a hike wearing an old CPO jacket... We are living our lives to the fullest, and we invite you to come on over and join us. Thank you, Ken.
0: Yeah, you're most welcome, Barbara. Ain't this a show? I mean, this is just some strange stuff, ain't it? I haven't talked about a gun yet, or have I? Well, we had the hunting tips, and Barbara's talking about some hand-me-down stuff. It's about life, though, right? It's a lot of stuff that's important in our life that we don't even get to. And this show, this show is basically for, for friends of mine, for people that get it. Your Warm and Fuzzy Gun Podcast, episode 344. Might not be the most stirring podcast ever, but it's friendly. It takes your mind off of whatever's going on everywhere else. This is where your friends hang out, where the affluent, grown, and sexy crew work folks that are working to make this country great. I'm really appreciative that you're here. I mean, I just can't say that enough. When I look at my Facebook page at Black Man with a Gun 1 or freedomsnetwork.org, you guys, you you just do it for me. I would never have met you if it wasn't for this show. I am so appreciative of that. And then you, you encourage me. Because it's, it's been a tough year. 2013 has been a monster. If I told you all the stuff that has gone wrong, it'd make your eyeballs pop out. But I'm hanging because this isn't the end. I'm going to stay in the fight because tomorrow's another day. All right, next up, something cool happened. Longtime Facebook friend, Dr. Zerung recently attended that MAG 120 course, and he interviewed Gail Pepin and Ashley Reichert Gibbons, president and general manager of the San Burr Ranch of Rochester, Indiana. And here's the interview, and thanks, David, and welcome to the family, Sister Gibbons, and it's nice to hear from you again, Sister Gail.
4: Ken, Dave Zerung here, uh, and uh, uh, I was going to be out at MAG 120 with Masada Yub, and uh, I thought of you with the podcast and thought it would be great fun to put together a little bit of uh, an audio clip for you and your listeners. And I have here with me the uh, Predator, Gail Pepin, and I also have Ashley, manager of Sandburg Gun Ranch. And uh, I just wanted to spend a couple minutes with them, seeing what their thoughts are. Uh, were about uh, the shooting sports and uh, maybe Ashley I could start with you what do you do at Sandburg
2: well first of all I'd like to say hi to Ken Um, first-time listener and I hope to become a avid follower Um, Ashley Gibbons from Sandburg on Ranch I uh, run five shooting ranges and a gun shop full time along with my uh, legendary father Denny Reichard who does wonderful Smith and Wesson action work and uh,
4: you talked me into you didn't try really hard but you talked me into getting some work done on my 686 and I'm blown away by it wonderful it's excellent
2: I'm glad you took my advice it'll serve you well as well as the gun will for many years to come and for your family too yeah. pass it down great. pass it on wonderful stuff so i interrupted you but but thank you actually <laughs> <laughs> no problem i get interrupted all the time it's part of my job <laughs> many hats many hats here at sandberg ranch um yeah I, I enjoy what i do um i make less money now than i did in 1998 and couldn't be happier uh the sacrifices you do for your commitment to a, a wonderful uh, industry a wonderful right that we have and uh everything I've ever done throughout my life, it always has come back to enjoying the conversations with folks that were gun advocates and uh, collectors and shooters. Some of
4: your earliest memories you mentioned were related to shooting competitions.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, There was only one family vacation that was traditional and it was horrible um i grew up going to smith and weston armor school with my father uh, while well, he got certified three different times at uh, smith and weston armor school um, also central lake michigan for second chance uh, down into missouri for the bianchi cup and family vacations were shooting vacations and competitions that's what we
4: did gail you do some competition work too what what, what do you do
5: i do a little bit first i want to say hi to ken my brother from a different mother um and, well, before we go on to that, I want to talk about Ashley, I've heard stories about Ashley was in the stroller at these shooting competitions. <laughs> I was
2: shoved once. My stroller was shoved by a, a very, very well-respected shooter he has got glasses and a goatee now that's got some gray in it, but it didn't then. He didn't have a goatee then, um, but that was Masada Yub at one of the uh, Second Chance competitions, it seemed that he was eager to get in either the chow line or find out what his score was. And that was my father's first uh, encounter with Mr. Ayub was uh, when my stroller was jolted out of the path of his way. And well, he's, I he's better now. I'm not in a stroller. <laughs> he's, mellowed it's, he's mellowed some. And, and you're out of the stroller. And I'm out of a stroller. <laughs> I don't have a child in a stroller for him to show.
5: Well, I wasn't <laughs> trying to get to that story. I was just trying to point out how long you've been around the shooting sports. Um, I've
2: been around shooting my whole life, um, in all honesty. I, I remember having earmuffs and eye protection on behind the line and, and falling asleep <laughs> at matches at Jim Reinhold's, uh, rest his soul. Um, that was in man. Warsaw? North Judson, North Judson, North Indiana. Judson. The legendary Jim Reinholdt, won the Sagamore of the Wabash for his yeah. uh, endeavors in the Second Amendment for the state of Indiana, and that's the highest honor uh, that's granted to a civilian in the state. So, and that was still while he was alive, yeah. which is an even greater yeah. honor that <laughs> they actually passed it on while he was alive. So that's that's neat stuff.
4: And that's where we are. If I didn't clarify, we are in Indiana.
2: Yes. Right
5: in the middle. Go
2: Hoosiers. North Central Indiana. North Central Indiana.
5: Yep. It, corn wherever you look, let me tell you. There's so much corn here. Maybe a soybean or two. But there is more than corn in Indiana. There's Sandberg on ranch. <laughs> Can you sing that
2: song? Oh, I could, but I won't. <laughs> we'll leave that to Indiana Beach. Okay. <laughs>
5: <laughs> now, what did you ask me, Dr. Z, man? Oh, tell
4: tell Ken's listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, what uh, shooting sports you do. Oh,
5: I think Ken's listeners know me. I've been on Ken's show a few times, but I, I shoot IDPA for the, for the new listeners. He probably has a lot of new listeners. I shoot IDPA. I shoot um, GSSF, which is Glock Shooting Sports Foundation. Um, I help Mass with his mag classes. Um, I beat Carl. Of the gun dudes on an annual basis, <laughs> um. <laughs>
4: and that gets more and more painful for him each year.
5: And I love every minute of it. <laughs> um. Where can the
4: uh, where can the viewers where can the listeners uh, see uh, pictures of this? Oh, on Facebook. Facebook, you guys are on Facebook, and what's We're the on
5: website? Facebook. Um, Facebook. You have to go under my name because we had a Masada You Facebook page, but. It didn't bring us any traffic value, uh-huh. so I kind of abandoned that. But it's mine, Gail Peppin, on Facebook. Or we have the MAG website, com. Ashley, what's the website for Sandburg?
2: www.sandburgunranch.com, and you can also find us on Facecrack, I mean Facebook.
4: <laughs> now, and Sandburg is S A
2: N D B U R R. Two R's. Gunranch.com. Excellent.
4: Um, What are your folks' thoughts about uh, women in the shooting sports?
5: We need more. Tons more. We need more women in the shooting sports. We need more women to get involved. We need the sport to be more woman-friendly. Today I was at a match, and there was probably about 80 people there, and I counted four women. Mm -hmm. And there was two women in my squad, myself and my daughter, who I gave the dark gift to, the dark gift of IDPA. And um, I heard some guys in our squad, they got in a little group, they were talking, and one was saying, don't ever teach your wife how to shoot because you don't want her coming to matches with you because here's where we can act like guys and guys can be guys. (laughs) Oh, really? Yes, I couldn't believe that. Goes. I don't have to be on my best behavior here, and I have to be like that at home. You know that.
4: Mm, that doesn't do anybody any favor.
5: No, that doesn't. I mean, they were nice guys. They weren't being, weren't acting too animalistic. But, you know, don't have that kind of an attitude.
4: So one message is is to, oh, Ashley, he, uh, uh, you you said something, earlier about, uh, uh encouraging the husband to do what to help it make it easier for their wife to come to the range.
2: Uh, one of the best things that I think that that a good supportive partner can do to encourage their, their females in their lives to, to come out and shoot and learn the shooting sport and, and to learn firearms is to grant them the day to say, I will go ahead and take care of whatever menial task, the the laundry, the dishes, the picking up the kids, the dropping them off. I am here at your disposal for the entirety of the time that you want to devote today to learning firearms or to learn to shoot or to go participate in a match. Um, Because females tend to hold our responsibilities to such a high level that we can't let go of what we've already become responsible for. Mm -hmm. So grant us that time. Say, I will do these things for you and follow up on them, men. Take care of the laundry and the dishes and the kids for that time. It's just as valuable to you to have your mate learn firearms as your spouse and your backup. Your spouse should be your backup in every sense of the word. They should be able to handle the firearms that you handle. And they should not have a fear of protecting themselves and their family, their loved ones.
4: Speaking of fear, I've run into um, a number of women who have had fearful experiences with firearms, um, uh, being the the butt of of a joke of a boyfriend or a husband or, or something Who thought it would be uh, good to just have him shoot a gun And not shoot it properly and it became yeah,
5: a, Like those YouTube videos with the girl shooting the forty four Magnum and, and they don't give any kind of instruction And watch it fly up in the air and hit her in the head And ha ha, it's so funny Those men are dicks yes. And they need to find different men Pain is not humor No, No, no. and making fun of somebody is not humor You know, if you want a woman to learn how to like guns and shoot, teach her how to do it right, give her the right tools, and and she'll like it. You make a joke out of her, she's never going to want to go again. And if you don't know how to
2: help her select properly, be a man and admit to it and ask for somebody that can.
4: Yeah. Now, let's say you meet someone, uh, a woman who has had an experience like that, um, they're curious, but they're fearful. What do you tell them? How do, how do they get over that fear?
2: The fear, the biggest fear is the unknown. Take control of the fear and learn. Educate yourself. Ask questions. Don't pot around about it. If you don't understand
5: it, ask. I recently had a lady in a class who, um, very intelligent, well-educated lady, who we invited to take a class, um, she came in with the uh, caveat that she was, what she called recoil sensitive. So I brought some guns for her to shoot. I brought an MP22. I brought a few different things. Uh, she had a revolver. I brought a 22 caliber revolver, the MP22, and then I brought an assortment of Glocks, a 9 millimeter. Because we were going to see how recoil sensitive she was and what this was all about. Because I wasn't going to let her get out of that classroom a twenty-two. <laughs> so we started. It, it turned out her recoil sensitivity was she had a little airweight Smith and Wesson J-frame shooting thirty-eights. Well, yeah, yeah, that hurts. I told her that hurts everybody. Absolutely, not just women. So I started out with the M&P twenty-two. And she did awesome. By the second day, she was shooting my Glock 19 like nothing, you know. And she ended up shooting the Glock for the rest of the class. And she qualified well above average. So a lot of it is just what um, the tools you have to work with, what they're given. You know, nobody told her. Nobody showed her the right way.
4: How can women find folks who are uh, knowledgeable enough to to walk with them in a wise way?
5: That's kind of hard because there's not a lot. Um, There's a lot of bad information. (laughs) There's a lot of bad information, a lot of misinformation out there. And there's a lot
2: of bully instructors who like to see people fail and don't have the mindset to work and have the patience to educate people in a way that they're not familiar with. They want to teach their way. They fail their students by not paying attention to the student and modifying the way they teach to fit
5: the student and help the student excel? I would probably look for (laughs) a female instructor if possible Um, go online, do some research Um, there's a lot of new female instructors that have sprouted up lately be careful, a lot of them don't know even what they don't know there may be basic NRA personal protection instructors, and that's a good start, good start. but that's just a start. There's so much more. Um, I would consult some of the long-standing, reputable female instructors. Um, one thing I recommend every woman I meet, and men, is the Cornered Cat website, Jeez. which is corneredcat.com. Kathy Jackson has done excellent work. Um, the work of Gila Hayes, she doesn't have a website, but she's written some books that are excellent for women's, um, for concealed carry and competition.
4: Uh, I've recommended The Cornered Cat uh, to many of my female colleagues who have expressed some interest, uh, and um, it's, it's
5: excellent. Excellent information, and she is going out and teaching classes now. She started in the last couple years doing that. Um, Be careful, there's some copycat websites out there, you just kinda gotta be careful. Watch what you're doing. Um, A Girl and a Gun down in Texas, they have a nice group. Mm -hmm. And they have chapters all over the country. Um, It's very basic, but it's good. And again, it's a good place to start.
4: So it sounds like things have come a good ways over the years. Uh, in terms of uh, women shooters. But it sounds like there's a good bit farther to go. Yeah. Uh, Thank you both for being part of that wave. Uh, You
5: know, there's some gimmicky instructors out there, too. If If you're going on the website and you're seeing women shooting in high heels and, you know... An excessive amount of pink on the website, and just, you know... <laughs> See, I gave you a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> and just a lot of cutesy stuff, I would say kind of stay away from that. Okay, beware the pink. Beware of the pink. Beware of the... Be leery of the pink. Yeah, right, because Kathy Jackson's website, Coiner Cat, has a lot of pink on it. And, and that's and, okay. And she can justify the pink on hers. Absolutely. But I'm just saying, all that Barbie doll crap, stay away from that. Yeah look for more than the pink. More than the pink. There you go. If the
2: instructor has exceptionally long nails, that's probably not a very applicable instructor. <laughs>
4: because it, of have operated fire. Yeah.
2: If, if, if they if they don't look like they have the hands of
5: an operator, they probably aren't. Yeah, look at these nails. I'm putting mine right by the microphone so you can see them. Oh, I know. They're <laughs> awful. <laughs> they're pink. <laughs> no, they're manicure, not. <laughs> manicure. Can't on a
4: podcast. <laughs> Speaking of podcasts, uh, there's the Pro Arms podcast that comes out sometimes.
5: Sporadically. <laughs> you can
4: find that in iTunes and probably
5: other places. iTunes and all the usual places, um, Zune Marketplace, um, Stitcher, all the usual places. I can't remember all the places. And I promise I will have some out sometime soon. <laughs>
4: we enjoy it every I'm time. trying. You, you do You have a lot going on. Any, any parting words for Ken's listeners?
2: When it comes to female uh, students or females that are interested in firearms, be patient, be kind. Let them ask all the questions they want to ask and try and answer them as honestly as you can. And if you don't know the answer, tell them you don't know and help them find the proper source.
4: Be genuine. Absolutely. Be
5: humble.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Don't hit all the students. Yeah, that's, that usually doesn't work. Oh,
2: you mean you're not supposed to do that? I forgot.
5: Hmm. <laughs> just kidding.
4: <laughs> Ken, we love you, brother. Uh, thanks for all the wonderful work that you do. And uh, uh, this is Dave's run uh, signing out. Gail and Ashley, thanks for participating tonight. It's been a long week, and uh, we appreciate. It. I know you guys are both exhausted,
0: and uh, thanks
2: for taking a few minutes out. No problem. Appreciate it. Thank you. Pro thanks. arms out. Nice to meet you, Ken.
0: Nice to meet you, too. You know, everybody hears what you say. Friends listen to what you say, but best friends listen to what you don't say. It was great for David to do that, and if you are going somewhere really cool and you can throw a microphone in somebody's face and want to be a part of the Black Man with the Gun show, you're most welcome because you're a family. Again, thanks, David, and good job, man. This portion of the show has been sponsored by ErgoGrips.net. Small arms accessories built for high performance and control. Shooter focused. ErgoGrips.net. And now for something completely different. I want to give a quick shout out to Daniel Shaw of the Gunfighter cast, who successfully moved he and his family out to Wichita. He's now working for Thunderbird Tactical, according to Facebook. And, uh, has his own training uh, company, Paratus Academy. Congrats, brother, and uh, wish you the best with that. Shout out to uh, Rob Morse, who is now a member of Politics and Guns podcast. If you're looking to get the Maryland qualification license, there's a class um, this Saturday, October 19th, at AnnapolisDefense.com. And if you listen to this after the 19th, check out AnnapolisDefense.com for future courses. And another thing that's not related to anything, but brothers, in the next couple of days, could you grab your, your wife and dance with her? I don't care if it's on a kitchen linoleum. She'll appreciate it. Hopefully you can dance. But whatever you took to get her, Reminder of it this week. And sisters, if you're looking for a husband, look for somebody who can dance. Not quite sure why, but I just know it helps. This is from your pastor of Patriots, Pistoleros, and Paladins, trying to keep you happy and living longer. Hi, this is Reverend Ken Blanchard, and I want to invite you to join us at the Unnamed Church Podcast. that comes out every day, Monday through Friday, a little inspiration, a message to help you in your walk with Christ. It is a part of the BlanchardChapel.us. Come join us, won't you? All right, your soup is ready. The stew is done. And it smells oh so good. Got a little rotisserie chicken in here. Got some potatoes in here. Got some carrots in here. I got a little rice in here. And it's a whole bunch of seasoning. And this is a fix you up whatever ails you. Like the show, it's a mulligan stew. It's a hobo hodgepodge of a, just threw a whole bunch of stuff together. Just like America. Just a hodgepodge of us that all believe in freedom. All believe in our right to keep and bear arms. We're all from different backgrounds, we don't look the same. But we're Americans. And it's a beautiful thing. Hey, thinking about suicide? I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. If you need some help in the US, please call one 800 273-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Suicide Prevention 1-80-273-8255. You are not alone. All right, remember if you are in the state of Maryland, please go to gunrightsmaryland.com and sign up, trying to get 10,000 people on that list, but there was at least 10,000 of us in the state of Maryland that are gun owners, trying to get you all down there. Thank you to Barbara for her thoughts on the hand-me-downs. Appreciate you, Doc David Zerong, for a good interview with Gail and Ashley. Ashley, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Her, her range is called Sand Burr. Gunranch.com. You can find it there. Barbara can be found at Women'sOutdoorNews.com. Herschel and the DC Cover Scent is at DCCoverscent.com. The Mulligan Soup is smelling real good and it's just for you. Thank you for listening to the show. Also, check out the book by Jim Heffelfinger, author of Deer of the Southwest. You'll find that book at DeerNet.com. I think that's about all I got for you today. And all I can say is that I love you. And there's not a darn thing you can do about it. All right, I got to keep an eye out. I got a guy that was fixing something upstairs and he's almost done. And I should be, he should be, oh, there he is right there. Hey, 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 right here, right here. Hey man, you finished? See? Could you find everything? See. Is it dry? See. Man, what's your name anyway? I didn't catch it. Sai. <laughs> Did you say Sai? C. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Uh the phone rang while you were in the back. And I didn't catch the lady's name. You know who it was? Sue. Yeah, yeah, that's was, that was who it was. All right, cool. Hey, I got a quick question for you. Did you vote in the last election? See? What party did you vote um, in? Libertarian. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> well, that's it for this week. Thanks for rolling with a brother. If you want to contact me, my voicemail is 888 675 My email is blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. The show notes and all media links can be found on blackmanwithagun.com. Check out the affiliates, the blog, and sign up on the contact list that I have there. If you like what you heard, please tell somebody. And until we meet again, shalom, baby. And though I didn't mention it earlier... Financial contributions are welcome. If you can help a brother out, there is a donation link at blackmanwithagun.com. If you want to share this show with somebody, all you have to do is point them to blackmanwithagunshow.us. And there's an RSS feed. It will take them right to the link. They won't have to do pretty much anything else. If there's a RSS reader on their phone or on their computer, it should come up. It might be iTunes. It could be Stitcher. Just depends on what they have. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon.